Hello folks and welcome to episode 6 of Talking in Indies. I'm Justin Nation and I'm here to answer your questions. Um, if we have uh, somehow made it to six weeks in a row with questions and having answers, so this experiment, at least for a select group of people, is working out, uh, which is nice, but we'll, we'll see what we can keep if we can keep this up. So this week we're going to continue finishing out the questions uh, submitted by Dusky Azure that we had started last week. Um, the first one, which is sort of a continuation of where we left off last week, um, saying to turn the idea on its head, which was um, where we left off with um, whether AAAs were, you know, not risk takers and whether indies were filling the gap and things like that. Um, so saying to turn this head on on its head a bit which indie developers do you think uh, would make the best AAA games and why um, and this was a weird question for me to try to answer um, because it really pointed to a, a bigger underlying question that I struggle with and I think a lot of people struggle with um, because it's gotten harder and harder to come up with what the answer to it is and it's really you know what what makes something an indie game or what makes a development, um, what makes the development team uh, an indie developer? Um, and it used to be a lot easier, and for certain things, it still is easy. Um, like if you take Stardew Valley or you take Golf Story, um, what's another infamously um, single developer project? Um, uh, Pumpkin Jack comes to mind. Um, there's quite a lot of them out there, but you know when you have it's obviously when you have a, a single developer who painstakingly created something, you know the majority of which they produce themselves, that makes it really easy. Obviously, that's an indie game, not even a question. Um, but then you get into you know small development teams that make things. Um, you know if we're only talking about a few people, it makes it easier as well. But then you also have, you know, you could, to some degree, up to a certain number of people, almost no matter how many people you have working on something, um, let's say it's a group of 20 or even a group of 30, um, when you don't have established c credentials, um, when you don't have a bona fide hit, um, when your funding is, you know, you're, you're running lean and mean, um, yeah, you know, there are a lot of circumstances that that size of development team and things like that aren't necessarily indicators that that you're not an indie anymore. Um, because a lot of indie development has to do more with the spirit of what you're doing, I'd say, even than you know the team doing it. Um, and I've asked the question before to myself, or you know, within within a, a larger a larger company that's obviously a AAA company, Electronic Arts, uh, Capcom, etc. You know, is it possible that they have groups that they may fund, that they may you know own, but that are working on projects that that in all respects, as far as the risks they're taking, the the style of play, um, that kind of thing, that they that could could a AAA publisher actually create indie games? Um, and to a degree, I would argue that that is possible. Um, in terms of the spirit that they're created under, in terms of, um, you know, the scale, um, obviously usually AAA games, um, 
the scale shooting a lot higher. Um, and indie games tend to be more humble either, not necessarily in their runtime, though that is sometimes um, the case. Uh, roguelikes tend to break that rule, so you know, runtime is is a is much more variable. Um, but I think you know it's a fair it's a fair question that really makes makes this question sort of difficult um, because in a way you know when you look at a game like Hades made by um, now I'm now I'm drawing a blank uh, Hades they also made Bastion they also made Transistor um, man my brain is just not it's early um, I always record this first thing in the morning when I get up. Um, you know, usually before 5 a.m. On, on Sunday, so my brain is, uh, my brain's still not quite firing on all cylinders yet. Um, so apologies to the people who made that and that studio, because my, my brain is not coming up with a name. Um, but when you look at, like, when you look at a game like Hades, or you look at a game like, uh, Dead Cells, uh, made by Motion Twin, uh, they're, they're the ones that made it. Um, oh, and Supergiant Games is the ones who made Hades. My God. Um, or if you look at um, efforts by, you know, now a merged company, so getting further away from being, um, you know, an easy to, to, to declare Nindy, um, you know, you have Thunderful, who is a composite now of Image and Form and of Zoink Games, and there's a third one that um i wasn't as familiar with but i know those are the two main players um so you know we're getting we're getting in all these spaces where you know it's it's hard to define it, it's it's hard to say what it what an indie is um i recently was you know i got the the pac-man uh, museum collection and um the um uh the pac-man world uh, repack, um, both of those, you know, the, the first one, the, the retro museum, you know, in the end, I'm, I'm willing to put it out there as indie because it's retro. Like I, that's been one of my loopholes that, uh, collections and things of that nature, um, assuming that they weren't super stream, super mainline, like the Capcom fighting collection, I didn't put that in, in indies because, you know, there's too many, you know the fact that it has Street Fighter in it at all instantly sort of takes it out of takes it out of that out of that loop. There's nothing indie about Street Fighter. Uh, there are some games in there that are more obscure that would feel more in line with that line of thinking. But you know, you include Street Fighter, you're out. Um, but Pac-Man is as popular as Pac-Man <clears throat> as popular as Pac-Man is. Um, I actually considered the the museum collection indie to some degree in my loophole of if it's old enough, if it's retro enough, um, its appeal is not really, its appeals really to people who are looking for recapturing, you know, earlier days or appreciating, you know, earlier titles. Um, so because of Pac-Man Museum's, um, you know, much more retro arcade roots, um, that felt, that felt at least somewhat fair to include. Uh, and I'd consider the Pac-Man World re repack. It definitely has more of a retro vibe to it. Uh, or the Klonoa uh, collection that was re-released. Uh, you know, that's it's it's a little different. Like like it's it's followed um, the path to 
part of what I think makes indie games indie games is there's a, there's a niche quality to them. Um, they can be really popular and they can break through and have a lot of success. But to me, a piece of the puzzle with indie games is you aren't necessarily shooting for mainstream acceptance. You'd love it if you got it. Um, but you're really shooting to satisfy you know, a, a very specific vision that that isn't intended necessarily to be, you know, super popular. Stardew Valley feels like it was an homage to, you know, the Harvest Moon and, and games like that, uh, but more with more developed story, um, characters that were more interesting, etc. It didn't... I guess in a way, all games set out to be super popular, but I don't, I don't think it was setting out to be a you know, record-breaking, bank-making kind of game, it was set out to be uh, this very specific vision. And the fact that it found so much success um, is great, uh, and it a credit to the developer. But, you know, it, 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 it didn't... I think it's still obviously an indie game because, you know, what it is and the experience it gives you, it's not a, it's not a mainstream experience. It's not a safe you know, um, you know, I checked all the, I checked all the stuff off on the list that's going to make a, a mainstream popular game. It didn't do any of that. It just made, he made a very high quality game that a lot of people connected with and it became a phenomenon. So, you know, or a, a great example is, um, a, a very oddball game that somehow got into the cultural zeitgeist, um, is, a Untitled Goose Game obviously a super a super strange i mean you're, you're playing it's an asshole simulator you know you're you're being just the biggest asshole of a goose that you possibly could and it's fun and it's weird and and it's great i mean who who doesn't want to you know for once in you know i'm i don't think i ever contemplate in life saying you know what's the worst possible thing i could do here um and 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 try to get away with it and yet you know it's fun in that context um so so rather than sort of rather than answer the question because you know when you when you say you know which indie developers could could tackle triple a um well super giant games uh i think definitely could uh, motion twin i definitely think could i mean they're already making they're effectively already making um triple a games um but they're making them. They're making indie games that happen to be AAA in their in their quality and in what they um, sort of the the audience that they've that they've attracted. Um, so you know, it's a it's a weird non-answer, which tends to be my that tends to be what I do anyway. But um, so I, I'm not answering your question the way you thought. But but I think it is. I think I think what is underlying your question is. You know, what makes what makes games indie games? What makes games AAA games? And I really think that the lines have blurred to the point that you know it's getting harder and harder to answer questions that are oriented with that. Um, so you know, condensing it all, um, I think it, I think really indie games. It's about I mean, obviously funding comes into play at some point. Um, and risk certainly comes into play, but I, but I think it really is 
that indie games as a whole, rather than focusing on trying to make something that everybody likes, um, which te- which really se- seems to be the way AAA games are conceived and made, it's we know what's successful. Uh, we're going down the focus group path, and we're going to try to you know get something that's going to make you know eighty percent of of these people all smile. Um, in that are completely in different directions. We're going to try to satisfy as much as possible in one shot uh, in order to find success. Uh, you know, indie games are very much the opposite. It's we have a vision that is very specific that isn't necessarily intended to make everybody happy, um, but it's what we want to build and we want to make something unique and we want to do something a bit more daring. So maybe that maybe that's part of it. Um, there's a artistic bent to it. You know, it's um, it's painting you know abstract art when the world wants you know mainstream kind of stuff. You know, well you could you could do stuff that you know you know that the rubes will pay. You know, reproductions or copies of of popular paintings that you know that people go oh you know i'll spend 30 bucks on that or do you just do your own thing and maybe you don't find an audience maybe you do um maybe there's a a piece of that in the uh triple a versus indie indie scope um you're not looking for the sure thing you're looking for expressing yourself and doing something unique and uh you're hoping certainly to find success but success Success isn't something you're willing to compromise your vision for either. Um, hmm. I don't know. This is always interesting because I tend to sort of make mental notes uh, as I as I look at these. I try to actually look at the questions very little, and I try not to think of, overthink anything uh, before I talk because I think it makes for more interesting stream of consciousness uh, discoveries. <laughs> I don't know if everybody likes to listen to that, but. Um, but that's my style. Um, so I, I'm very indie with how I approach this uh, because I have a very artistic style in mind of uh, accomplishing my goal of reaching a niche audience with a stream of consciousness uh, thought process rather than uh, pre-thought out, um, very carefully conceived qu- uh, answers to all questions. So Yes, this is a very this is a, is indie a podcast or it's not a podcast, but it, as indie a thing as you're going to get uh, to listen to, which is why it will probably never be popular. But <laughs> but um, moving on to the next uh, question, um, it's what do you what are your top underrated indie titles, and why do you think they went under the radar? Uh, dang, this is a tough. This is so tough. Um, I have regularly tried to, I've regularly thought about making a top list um, that really would be the top 100, you know, underappreciated or, you know, the, the top 100 indie games that, that nobody's ever heard of type of thing. Um, but what's, what's difficult for me is a lot of the games I'd put on that list um, while I think that they're not appreciated or they're not as known as they should be, you know, a lot of them I'm I'm banging the I'm banging the drum about on a regular basis. So then, if if anybody who has you know seen what I've made or heard heard of things that I've been uh, advocating, 
the likelihood it is it is a game then that they've probably heard of so it's a strange it's a strange type of thing and i and i struggle with it because i i no longer have a very good gauge of games that are underappreciated um because i appreciate them and i try to put the positive word out and when i say some when i say things about certain games i get I get some responses where people also share their love for the game. So then I start questioning, well, maybe they're, maybe they're not underappreciated or maybe they're not underknown. Um, so it, it does complicate things. A great example um, to, to illustrate it is um, Yoku's, Island, Yoku's Island Express. Um, love that game. Love the idea. Love, you know, a pinball simulator meets Metroidvania adventure it's it's a super indie idea um and it's super entertaining i enjoyed the hell out of it it's challenging um it just it's a fascinating idea that i'd love to see more of because it just it made me happy i love pinball uh, metroidvanias are obviously something that you know everybody has uh some positives hopefully about that as a genre it can be very exciting there's exploration there's um attainment of new abilities which is always you know really cool and seeing how that changes things so you know that's all that's that's sort of my my baseline example of a game where i think it's underappreciated but i'm not sure uh because i've 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 wasted a lot of words uh, about it in a number of different uh ways uh since it's come out so so this this is with a grain of salt, um, where I'm not sure if they really are underappreciated or not, and and I, some of this I'll be spitballing because I can I can think of titles that are older that aren't on my top 100 list, but I figured I'd look through my top 100 list to look for um, games that stand out as ones that I don't think get the respect that they deserve, um, and we'll go from there. Uh, one of them definitely assault android cactus plus uh how how this isn't immediately on pretty much the top of anybody's list for arcade style twin stick shooters would be beyond me i it i still go back and play the daily drive on a regular basis uh it's still so satisfying it's just fast intense it's just if you think that you like twin sticks twin stick shooters and you've never heard of or played it you owe it to yourself to play this game because it's just it is excellence personified it is it is an incredibly good tight satisfying uh twin stick shooter that has there are tons of different androids to choose from that you'll unlock um that play incredibly differently um you'll definitely have your you'll find your favorites um versus you know there's other ones that you just once you've played with them you don't want to play with them anymore um uh it's just uh like like peanut uh peanut starch and dang i can't even remember the name of my favorite android <laughs> um she's she's the one with the um with the cannonball kind of attack and the the seeker guns i just don't i don't I don't I think she has a more normal name so my brain doesn't want to come up with her her name. But yeah, I love um Starch who actually reminds me a bit of my um my oldest daughter. Um just 
the personality and the weird the weird statements she she seems like she has autism for, to me um which amuses me and reminds me of my older daughter um just very left field kind of things that she says sometimes like when you it's just yeah um and the other one like i said i, I really like uh, peanut who has uh magma powers and you know this drill that she'll quickly attack with which is very very satisfying when you're good at it um but yeah that is i wish more people i wish that game had gotten the success that some of these other big games get because i feel that it really deserves it and it's a shame um that it hasn't um made by Witchbeam, the same people who made unpacking um which i think actually got more you know uh zeitgeist recognition um excellent game i love i love that game um but it's one of those frustrating things like if it feels like it didn't that the assault android cactus didn't get anywhere near the word of mouth uh that unpacking got and yet like i said i to me it's right on the top of the of the pile for uh twin stick arcade shooters um another one that i don't know if it got the recognition but i feel like it's a it's a more daring and better game than it's given than i've seen people you know praising is uh, rainbow billy the curse of the leviathan um now i can see why more people aren't necessarily you know going crazy over it because of its wholesome it's extremely wholesome and positive um and unusual um but that's what i love about it um it has sort of turn-based combat um to but not the way you normally think um because one of the things that you're able to do is you're tried you're trying to usually engage with your enemies who are frustrated or angry and you're trying to understand them and trying to help you know be empathetic or to 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 find ways to connect with you know these thing these creatures that start as your enemies and most of the time uh, your goal is to really to befriend them and to make them feel positive and to they become your allies and as you have more allies you have more you know access to their their uh, unique their unique um i wouldn't call them attacks um when you're in combat there are a bunch of different mini games that um that end up taking up how these different um, allies of yours, you know, the, the different areas that they that they address. Um, it's it's a bit complicated. You really should just watch the videos or something to get the idea of it. But um, but in general, something that's extremely positive, that's very family friendly. Now, I think that it gets to be a little wordy in terms of dialogue, and this is me saying wordy. Um, so if i'm if i'm feeling like it's it's a bit on the wordy side yeah perhaps it might be um because i i did get to the point as i got toward the close of the game um when i'd get into these you know there'd be maybe 20 30 dialogue boxes i, I would just start skipping because it was just it was too much i just I, you know it's like i just want to get i want to see how this ends <laughs> you know all the different dialogues got to be a bit much but um but yeah, just a a very different, a very positive, um, and the you know I think I think we need more of those types of games out there where it's it's not all it's not all battles to to defeat, um, 
there are are more positive ways of of dealing with people people that you know a lot of the time these evil people sort of what people complain about with movies that disney the disney movies where they've tried to humanize um their their villains which i agree with to a point sometimes like i don't know like maleficent you could have just left her evil but but uh that's a different discussion but um but i think this this attempt to see people um angry and mean people as yeah they probably have their own problems and there are probably reasons that they are so angry there's there's something positive to every once in a while going down that path rather than you know shooting them or or beating the crap out of them you know maybe there's maybe there's something there that's worth uh understanding to to help them not be so angry it's a different approach i appreciate it um another one um that's from last year that that i think i think found some success but i don't know because like i don't really pay you know when you're playing so many games it i don't tend to to see much of uh the rest of what's out there um but i feel like it didn't get the recognition it should have is a uh, dodgeball academia um you know mixing dodgeball with a very rpg kind of setup and story um already already they had my interest but it's really the the quality of the the dodgeball play in particular is just it's incredibly good um and as you have different allies that are part of your squad everybody has different abilities so you have to come up with you know what suits your style of play your group of three and um it's just it's just a lot of fun it's a it's excellent the story's weird and pretty funny um but yeah it's just uh it's been you know usually when you see dodgeball games they sort of they're okay um or very arcade style um but nothing ever nothing with dodgeball has ever played as well as as dodgeball academia does um it just it's it's super satisfying it's uh yeah so it's well worth checking out and i think i think it's not doesn't get the recognition it deserves um trying to speed things up a little bit um another one it's older is a uh, flat heroes um because of its simplistic look i think people you know they 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 look at it and they're you know what the screenshots and things like that and it feels boring but just the um the tightness of the controls it's i mean ultimately it's a sort of an action action oriented platformer where you can you're very versatile you can stick to walls and stuff like that but really it's a dodging game more than anything um you'd have to play it almost to understand um or look at the video um it's just a very different feeling game the controls to it are incredibly tight and satisfying uh which they would need to be for what you're doing most of the time and it's just it's a really unique it's a really unique game that feels great to play um so we'll leave it at that um let's see ape out oh ape out love ape out um sort of sort of beat em up in a way because you you do knock a bunch of people out uh it's particularly fun to knock them out of windows when you're in the skyscraper um you can grab people as human shields um (laughs) 
and but it's a thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable and different kind of game um the soundtrack is very adaptive uh it's got a really cool jazz um sort of soundtrack going and the the tempo of the music and even the the style you know sort of the 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 hits of the music are all tied to what you're doing so as you hit somebody you'll hear like you know uh, cymbal crashes and things like that it's just a very cool game that ended up having a good story um you don't know it as you go but you know it 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 becomes a very satisfying um conclusion um with more challenges uh, once you finish it so um yeah i don't think i don't think it got the recognition it deserved uh, it certainly should get more than it got. Um, another one is uh, One Finger Death Punch 2. In principle, a very simple game. Um, there's actually not very much to it um, in terms of controls uh, because it, it's it's very much, you know, um, button on this side, button on that side for attacking people that are coming at you. Um, and there's, I mean, there's a mobile version of it um, because it, it can be that basic that you don't need a lot but um so satisfying um or at least to me um you know just waves of enemies that you will have different things that you have to contend with because different enemy types some require more than one hit um and it ends up being sort of a sequence of hits you know uh toward away away toward type of things um and there's in your brain there's a um there ends up being sort of seeing the things coming and you end up sort of mentally knowing, you know, the, the, the series of presses that you're going to have to do in order to contend with, you know, what you're seeing. Um, but it's, it's focus is really on precision. If you end up button mashing, you're, you're probably going to die, um, or lose. Um, and it's just, and there's tons of weird power ups and, and it's just, it's, visual style because it's sort of stick figures so it's kind of ridiculous looking but at the same time some of the action they get is so funny and satisfying you know seeing stick figures do flying kicks and all kinds of you know crazy stuff with different types of weapons um it's just i don't know it's it's for for the price it's asked uh and the amount of depth that they get out of a very simple concept um, I'm a big fan and I, you know, I think that it could get more recognition than it does. Certainly. Um, let's see if there's any others that stand out. Carrion is definitely, you know, Metroidvania where we play as a monster. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that it got the recognition it probably should. Um, let's see. Um, something on the side of more more family friendly um labyrinth city pierre the maze detective um just very unique and very you know very family friendly um and i'm a big fan of things that you know that that you could play with or with your kids around um i really do appreciate games that go that route and then um let's see Oh, uh, a good one to sort of quasi end on is the Wild at Heart, um, which is sort of a Pikmin an adventure with Pikmin would be the 
best um, best description I could come up with for it. And you know, really satisfying, and just a a good a good way of taking the Pikmin concept and you know wrapping it wrapping it around a different feel of a game. Um, but yeah, um, and I I don't think I've seen a lot of people sort of singing its praises. Um, in terms of older ones, there are there are two that are perennially on my list um, of underappreciated, but they're like right from the beginning of the Switch lifespan. Um, Has been Heroes, um, a very satisfying strategy game, but the reason it never took off that one I know didn't get the recognition it deserved uh, because most of the reviews were actually really negative um, and originally I had the same frustration most people had with the way it played um, because I just didn't get what it was trying to do with its if with its strategic style um, and the way that you needed to approach combat um, but once I was able to wrap my head around you know what it was trying to do and certainly after they made the first they made a big patch that helped that helped a bit um it helped make it more clear what you were supposed to do type of thing um but yeah i i actually had made a series of um of videos you know this is before before i was doing the indie spotlight and stuff they were trying to sort of explain the the strategy behind different boss battles and and trying to help people get why this was a cool game and and why it was worthy of their of their time um and another one from that same time span that i don't think gets recognized is uh tumble seed uh you know the the roly roguelike um i just it is such a strange game it's super hard uh which certainly explains why people didn't necessarily latch onto it but just thoroughly unique you know this the i forgot what the name of the um the old arcade game that they they based it on but it's it's you know your your seed is rolling on on a bar and your controls are really just to be able to hold up the two ends of the bar and you're trying to angle angle it to get them to either you know avoid going into holes or in some cases you want it to go into holes um and you acquire different seeds that are different have different types of abilities um that are helpful certainly uh for offense defense that kind of thing um and just it's a thoroughly creative smart well-made game it's just it's very hard um but um so that's it for games that i i think are you know underappreciated that that dropped under the radar hopefully hopefully you haven't heard of all of them and that didn't seem like a waste of time um then the last question is um lastly with tunic coming to switch at the end of the month at the end of the month uh what indie games from pc or other consoles would you like to see come to switch as well that one's harder um it used to be easy because i used to have a long a long laundry list of games that i'd played on pc um that that hadn't come to switch yet and that list was pretty long at one point but pretty much that entire list um all the games have made it to switch at this point um so i don't have a standing list like i used to um but i did i did reflect on some that i'm excited for uh that i played at pax um that that haven't come out yet that that definitely you know caught my caught my eye um one of them and i've played this at multiple paxes is uh depths of sanity um 
sort of uh, Metroidvania that is in a you're in a sub. Um, it's just it's different. Um, I don't know how how much of a splash it'll make for people, um, but it, I don't know. It it had enough going for it that that I play. I, like I said, I've played it at PAX twice, um, and it's it's gotten you know in the time between playing it um it had improved substantially um and it just it feels like a game that that you know deserves some some recognition and should be good but we'll see um another one power cord um we've had a lot of deck builders uh you know road like deck deck building games but mixing it with there's almost a borderlands style uh art art to the uh to the groups and you're playing as a as a you know heavy metal band basically and your your um combatants are people that are playing different instruments on your in your band and you know so the battles have a very there's a musical basis to them it's just you know presentation wise and in terms of having a cool thing going they hit the they hit the mark on that uh, but just some different ideas with um, with how you can build up your band, um, how you can you know throw points into specific uh, people and abilities, um, or you can you know you can spread your points out, or you can focus only on one particular player that you're trying to make super powerful. Um, yeah, it just seemed like it has a lot of potential to be different and and interesting. Um, sort of getting to my English major base. Uh, I really am looking forward to Writer's Block, um, which would really be like um, the old game Bookworm from PopGap. Um, take Bookworm, but make it a roguelike somehow, uh, and you have Writer's Block. So, um, you know, a word game that you have to concern yourself with specific letters um, that are being attacked or that you're going to have a penalty if you don't use. Um, so it's it's a challenge and it's hard um but i you know i i enjoyed i loved bookworm back in the day and taking that you know base formula and and adding roguelike to it instantly caught my attention uh because i generally like anything you make roguelike and when i played when i played it at pax it was very satisfying um to my like i said to my english major uh vocabulary flexing self um it was it was fun um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that on Switch. Um, one called uh, "Below the Stone," which feel, you know, in a in a way, feels like a mix of um, the Stardew Valley's mining, um, which unfortunately just wasn't that elaborate, but it was satisfying, and I I liked the mining in Stardew. Um, and then taking taking that kind of thing and mixing it a bit with something like Terraria. Um, it's just, it's, it's very exploration oriented. It's underground. Um, you don't know what's going to be, you know, through this wall. You know, I'm going to just, I'm going to start digging through this material for this wall and I'm, I'm going to find out what happens and you end up opening another biome. Um, and you know, there, you're going to be attacked there and perhaps it's going to, you know, perhaps you're going to die. Um, so in that sense, very Terraria like that, you know, as you're digging in different places, you never know what you might end up uncovering, uh, whether good or bad. Um, but 
I didn't get a lot of time with it, but I liked what was there. I liked the use of lighting, um, and it felt like something familiar, but different enough that it was, you know, catching my interest. Um, another one from PAX is uh, Rogue Spirit, which, you know, it's sort of a beat-em-up that... beat-em-up in a way, but what you're doing is you start out with your your ability your ability is to possess different um different people or different different enemies that you encounter you're able to possess them um and as you possess them they all have different weapons and abilities so you're really sort of jumping around um and to face some enemies you're going to want different people so it's like you know you you end up feeling really strong with this one particular uh type of you know type of of warrior or whatever that you've that you've taken over but maybe you're not going to be able to stick with that with that person because you know you have something coming up where they don't do so well against a certain type of combatant um it's one of those things um you see the potential and and you're excited about it it played very played very well um i am very curious um if a whole game can be sustained on that because you know that wasn't really clear in the you know you get like 15 minutes or whatever to to check something out um but it i like the potential i like moving from enemy to enemy um acquiring different skills and and sort of taking advantage of it for different uh benefits um because sometimes there's things in the environment too that you want a specific person to be able to to get to them or to, to to interact with them so yeah i'm excited about that um another one that i'm excited to return to is um and i don't want to mangle its name um Dordogne, um something like that um but it was very artistic uh extremely artistic and the it was a very simple game where your goal was to go out and to take a picture um to capture a certain area or you'd get sound from a certain um from a certain place and there are things that you're going to put into your scrapbook, um, and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily clear how all this fit in with each other because your goals were you know go find this sound go go take a picture here but the artwork to the game was just fabulous and it just <clears throat> sometimes I I like games that <clears throat> like um that are there's an exploration angle to them. And they're laid back, and you can just appreciate what's there. This felt like something in that vein, so I'm I'm interested to see more. And the last one that I've talked about a bit, um, but I'm I'm excited to see, is a uh, Lego Brick Tales. Um, just a, finally a Lego game that really feels like it's focused on the experience of using and building Legos to to create very specific things for very specific purposes uh we are not necessarily given the ideal pieces and and a um though the interface is challenging certainly um and the the core experience finally really feels like playing with legos um like i said that that if you if you think about how you assemble things when you're building legos you hopefully appreciate how challenging it is to make um you know console controls or even with pc and with a mouse and and keyboard how challenging it can be to represent you know your need to 
come at something from all angles and be able to place something, place one piece with another. Um, you know, especially when you end up realizing after you've already built most of something that you need to put in an extra piece somewhere. You know, trying to navigate to the right angle to see where you need to put it, and then telling this piece. You know, you have to you have to place it. It matters what direction it's facing and all that. You know, th those are complications um, that you're able to use your, you know, the dexterity of your fingers just to do very quickly. But trying to translate that into something that is using console controls and stuff like that, it is it is challenging. And the, the controls are, in a way, cumbersome. But I don't think, I think the way that they're implemented, you couldn't probably do much better. Um no matter how much time you spent. So I, I think that they're doing the best to address a very complicated, um, very complicated thing. Uh, so yeah, Legos, using them in a more pure, real way, whether it be auto, you know, normally everything's auto automatically ascend, uh, assembled. But then um, on top of that, like I said before, um, yeah, there's a physics piece to this so if you build a bridge it's not just that you aesthetically build something that looks like a bridge um it needs to actually function um so that that angle too is very satisfying um so you know in a way it mixes multiple genres you know sims where you're building things um like bridge building sims um you don't just build bridges that's just an example of a of a structure that you know has to answer to physics at some point um but mixing that kind of experience with Legos. And like I said, I, uh, the most ideal sort of Lego thing in a real Lego thing where you, know, when you have an idea that you want to, you have something you want to create when you're a kid, you didn't usually have the ideal pieces for that. So you had to get creative. You had to use, you know, pieces in combinations that you normally wouldn't in order to create that thing that you want that functionality that you want sometimes, that structure, that appearance, you know, you'd have to really get creative. Um, and I really appreciate something that is trying to recapture that. Um, and we'll see how it turns out. But um, anyway, that's it for the questions. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it, and we'll hopefully talk to you again another time. Be sure to submit your questions. Thanks. Bye.